BestBookBits.com brings you the book summary of Not a Diet Book, Lose Fat, Gain Confidence, Transform Your Life by James Smith. Are you ready to change your life? Are you sick of always wearing black and getting undressed in the dark? Are you fixated with the number on the scales? Are you afraid to step into the gym and commit to a routine? Is your confidence at an all-time low? Is all of this having a negative impact on your life, relationships, and happiness? James Smith is armed with every tool you'll ever need to achieve incredible results, from dieting, training, and staying in shape, to identifying the fads, cons, and nonsense that get in the way of genuine lasting progress. Learn to reset your current mindset and attitude towards your diet and training. Book summary. There's only one simple principle you need to follow to lose weight, and that is calorie deficit. Regardless of the diet you are on, the 5 and 2, the 2 and 5, the keto, the IF, paleo, low-carb, gluten-free, you name it, you will lose fat as long as you're eating less than your daily expenditure. The idea of eating less than you expend sounds simple, right? Well, it is. Now, only if the execution of this one simple principle were that easy. We wouldn't live in a world where obesity kills more people than underweight does. This book is not a diet book. This is a call to action book where James Smith, best-selling author and fitness trainer, lays out some helpful tips as well as the knowledge that serves as a foundation on your fitness journey. After all, you can't put weight on a house of cards. It will just collapse without a strong foundation. The rest of this summary is all about building this essential foundation. Three macronutrients you must know. Protein, obtained from foods like chicken, fish, red meat, and some dairy products. Carbohydrates, broken down into sugar, glucose when digested. Anything that consists of primarily of sugar is also labeled as a carb. And fats, required for the production of essential hormones. Contrary to popular belief, carbs are not your enemy, neither are the fats. Carbs are your allies as long as you're not going overboard with them. They are our body's preferred source of energy, while dietary fats are preferred to produce essential hormones that keep our bodies look and perform at their best. Carbs and protein both have 4 calories per gram, while fats carry double the calories, 9 calories per gram. Having said that, fats should make up about 20% of your daily diet for your body to function properly. Low-carb diets can trigger ketosis. A state of ketosis is where you limit carbs to such an extent that the amount of sugar glucose in the blood becomes so low that the body starts to produce a similar source of energy called ketones from fat, consumed and stored. When the number of ketones in the blood reaches a certain level, we've said to be in a state of ketosis. Often people believe they're on keto, but really, they're just low carb. Calorie deficit is easier said than done. Even though the idea of expending more than you consume sounds simple, implementing it isn't always straightforward. Usually the bigger the deficit is, the more your body will try to adapt to prevent it from happening. Biology dictates our bodies to make fat loss harder. Since our ancestors, for the majority of mankind, we've had to work very hard from one meal to the next. It was a matter of survival of the fittest. And as such, we carry body fat as energy stores so we can survive for prolonged periods without food. Now, when we diet, we're choosing to engage in small periods of starving ourselves, and ideally, we should do it slowly to manage the symptoms of hunger, fatigue, being irritable, and poorer performance. Two main hunger hormones, leptin and ghrelin, 
Ghrelin signals you, telling you to eat so you're not too low in fuel reserves or energy. Lipton signals you when you fill up the tank that you're full and there's no need to add more fuel. But do you know what happens if you endure a bit of hunger for like one hour? Nothing. It goes away almost completely until your next feeding window. So next time you're hungry, instead of indulging, test this theory. Hunger doesn't last forever. Keep your mind occupied and you'll forget about it before you know it. And that is how our friend Gruen came and went away. Insulin resistance and weight gain. Myth or fact? Many people believe the key to fat loss is managing your insulin levels. But this is like saying the key to financial freedom is to save more money than to manage the amount being earned versus spent. Excessive insulin may be associated with weight gain, but remember that association is not causation. There are many dynamic factors at play that account for the daily changes in your body weight. Cutting back on carbs will help you lose weight fast, but carbs are stored for use in muscle tissue as glycogen. And for every one gram of carb that enters a cell, three to five grams of water usually accompany it. So if you eat 100 grams of carbs, which is 400 calories, you could gain 300 to 500 grams of water just stored alongside. So when you eliminate carbs in your diet, you will notice a sudden drop in your body weight. But here's the catch. This sudden weight loss mostly comes from water weight loss, not the actual fat loss. Find your sweet spot for caloric maintenance. Most athletes and fitness pros roughly know their sweet spot through plain trial and error. You need to learn to do the same. Once you figure that out, set a deficit of 15%, which is considered conservative by some. Some are surplus be required to build muscle or gain weight. It's again 15% increase above your maintenance. Having fat isn't being fat. Being fat is when your body starts to negatively influence your self-esteem and your everyday ability to think clearly and act optimally. Is it worth giving up 95% of your life for a 5% change in body weight? That's particularly relevant to females who need more body fat than males. It's rare someone who sits healthily at a very low body fat percentage without suffering from a range of other health issues. Use a scale, but be mindful of fluctuations. Sweat, hydration, muscle glycogen, time of the day, bowel movements, fiber and salt intake are all huge factors on the scale. Weigh yourself if you want to, but because what gets measured gets improved. But please don't let your perceived progress undermine your real progress. Muscles weigh the same as fats. Pound for pound, they weigh the same. A better statement would be muscle occupies a smaller space than fat. A better statement would be muscle occupies a smaller space than fat. So it's possible some people weigh more even if they appear smaller than others. And yes, that also explains the reason we start to look better while the readings on the scale stay almost the same. Sadly, there's no surefire way to measure body fat percentage. If you want to know exactly how much fat you have on your body, you must be dissected. You have all kinds of rays, impedances, calipers, but they're all close estimates. What should you do with them? How will you know you're shedding fat? Take a picture over time at the same time of the day, location, lighting, and hydration. We don't even burn 10% of calories from workout sessions. Many people tend to overestimate they're burning 400 to 500 calories during their visits to the gym. But in reality, it's far less than that. It's that NEAT, N-E-T-A, that speaks louder than the E-A-T, EAT, 
when it comes to burning calories. Looking at the image, this gives you a reflection of your total daily energy expenditure. Let's go through it. So BMR stands for basal metabolic rate, which is the number of calories you burn at rest, which makes up about 70%. EAT, EAT, stands for exercise activity thermogenesis, which is the number of calories burned through exercise, which looks at about 5% of your daily energy expenditure. Then we have the acronym TEF, which stands for thermic effect of food, which is number of calories burned by processing food for use and storage. Dietary fat is very easy to process and has very little thermic effect, while protein is harder to process and has a much larger thermic effect. The acronym NEAT stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is the number of calories burned outside of directed exercise, such as standing, walking, climbing stairs, or even fidgeting. Average person's NEAT has substantially fallen due to the increase in the sedentary lifestyle and motorized transports. Expands your NEAT by taking the stairs, parking in the furthest space from the shops, standing on public transport, or even running errands. No two people lose fat exactly the same way. And you may find some tools more effective than others. What you respond to best is for you to find out what will be a journey of self-discovery. Think about Olympic lifting for a moment. There's no shortcuts to getting a perfect snatch or clean and jerk. You must go through hundreds of hours and thousands of reps. Success is just a tip of the iceberg. What is unseen is a trial of mistakes, lessons learned, and improvements along the way. Take James, for example. According to the book, he had to write a marketing email every day for 10 months to close his first email sale. Likewise, it took him three years of writing posts every day to get his first online client. What's more effective than supplements, yet cost nothing? Sleep. To say sleep can do miracles for your mind and body is an understatement. Sleep boosts recovery, performance, cognitive function, sex drive, and helps us lose weight indirectly. The best part is it costs you absolutely nothing except for a few hours from your waking moment. When you get enough quality sleep, we make better decisions and oftentimes this means making correct food choices. But when sleep deprivation impairs our cognitive abilities, things go sideways. We end up eating all sorts of sugary and high fat foods. Cortisol and melatonin are your sleep hormones. Cortisol, which is better known as stress hormone is good despite what people say. Without it, we wouldn't try to outrun a bear or simply wake up in the morning. Managing your cortisol is all about as ridiculous as managing your insulin. Of course, if you're not a diabetic, melatonin helps us fall asleep. Supplementing melatonin might result in a better sleep. Other than that, setting an alarm, electronic well-being, audiobooks, podcasts, magnesium, and lavender spray can help improve your sleep quality. Caffeine can affect people differently. For the most part, caffeine disrupts your sleep cycle if you consume it late in the day. And some use it to mask genuine fatigue and overtraining. But the effects of caffeine vary from person to person. Some people always have a cup of coffee before bed and they have no problems sleeping whatsoever. It suggests that there might be people up to 33% of people that do not respond to caffeine ingestion. Main ingredient in fat burners is caffeine. There's no solid evidence correlating to caffeine to fat loss, yet you can imagine someone energized by caffeine will probably burn more calories. 
Other than the caffeine, most fat burners in the market today contain a mix of green tea extract and other ingredients that increase your RMR, resting metabolic rate. That said, we're not able to conclude whether this can lead to actual fat loss. Progression and development aren't linear. Whether you're losing fat or gaining muscle, you can't expect to leave each day a little stronger and a little fitter. There's cycles of ups and downs, but what's important is to focus on our habits, our attitudes after these plateaus. Tomorrow is always a new day, with a new attitude to face challenges that follow. Remember, a ship is safest in harbour, but that's not what they're made for. When you think you're working hard enough, you're most likely not. When someone point a gun to your head and ask you to push through those final reps, would you do it? Of course you would. Sometimes when we think we're done, we're only 40% of our capacity. Now that's a quote taken from David Goggins. Chew more to lose more. Researchers have come to realize in addition to using smaller plates, the number of times you chew your food can decrease food intake. You don't pick your sport, your sport picks you. People think James is broad and dense because he plays rugby, but in fact, it's the other way around. He plays rugby because of his physique. People aren't tall because they play basketball, they play basketball because they can no longer reach and the ability to pass and catch a greater height. Under-recovery is a bigger deal than overtraining. Be it running, swimming, cycling or weight training, the type of activity you do impacts how you can recover. Not only that, the person interval variables such as gender, age, environment, genetics, and external variables such as sleep, nutrition, stress, and hydration all affect how fast he can recover. Always take time off then to force it unless you want to trade a few days of rest for several months of injury. Generally, it's better to overshoot protein than to underconsume it. Repercussions of over-targeting protein intake is far less insignificant than under-targeting. Being over 30 grams of protein intake each meal is going to favor you than under 30 grams does. The notion that our bodies can only absorb 30 grams of protein each meal isn't proven. For muscle growth, consume 2-3 to three grams of protein per kilo off your body weight and eat as much as you can without getting fat. If you start getting fat, dial it back and reduce your intake. Rinse and repeat. Whey protein is a superfood rather than a supplement. Whey is a powdered, convenient, well-priced food that anyone striving for optimal consumption would have in their diet. Creatine supplementation is the biggest bang for the buck. Creatine is shown to increase strength, fat-free mass, and muscle shape and structure. Monohydrate is the only version you'll need. You can get a high-quality monohydrate creatine for relatively cheap, especially compared to more expensive supplements that are not half as effective. Get a creatine instead, and your wallet will thank you. Plant-based proteins might need supplementation with amino acids. Plant-based diets are missing important essential amino acids and typically contain less BAAA than their animal-based equivalents. Leucine, which is one of the amino acids, is shown to be a primary trigger of muscle prothemia systematis. So BAAA, leucine is particular, is something to consider if you're serious about gaining muscle on a vegan diet. If not, save your money because BCAA is abundant in your meat diet. What about skinny branded coffees and weight loss shots? Skinny coffee is just a decaffeinated coffee. 
weight loss shots are well. Natural appetite suppressant, known as glucuminin. All supplements must first prove its efficacy before making their way onto shelves or the news feeds of Instagram Z list celebrities trying to make a few quid. So again, save your money for whey and creatine. Unfortunately, the current state of the fitness industry is far from the utopia. It's in dire straits and the worst thing is that it's not fully known by the public, many of whom are handling over large percentages of their disposable income to expensive gym memberships, diet plans, supplements, unsustainable diet fads, and miracle fat loss drinks. As much as the mainstream media wants you to believe, aspartame doesn't affect your appetite, glucose, or insulin levels. Aspartame is a form of artificial sweetener, technically labeled as a food additive E951, which is one of the feared E numbers. This E number talk crops up with many clean eating gurus as though there's something terrible. But there's over a thousand other E numbers and hundreds of them are artificial. The E is a symbol of safety and it means EU has classed fitted it's safe for human consumption. If you're not convinced already, here's what you need to know. Aspartame breaks down into three substances. 10% methanol, sounds scary, but a glass of tomato juice contains six times as much. 40% aspartic acid, sounds frightening, but one egg contains 34 times as much. 50% phenylalanine, unpronounceable and scary yet, 100 grams of beef contains 16 to 32 times as much. To conclude, artificial sweeteners are not demons as they are made to believe. When consumed in moderation, it could save you lots of calories. What would you rather have in your system? Aspartame for a short period or risk of cardiovascular disease and other obesity-related illnesses through overconsumption of sugar on a chronic basis? 95% of people losing weight regain it back because their habits that are causing them to gain weight in the first place remain the same. If the roots of the cause are not addressed, it's a matter of time the rebound will occur, whether it be weight or smoking. It isn't a cheat meal, it's a calorie-dense meal. You'll be tempted to cheat at least one point in your fitness journey, just like everyone else. What you can do is to log and learn. Next time you go for a thin crust and save some calories, remember the weekends are where diets can be won or lost. If you want to indulge, make it fit rather than making it a cheat. If you're making this so far, congratulations. Remember that calorie in, calorie out, C-I-C-O is still the name of the game. If you're trying to put on weight, eat more. If you're trying to lose it, eat less. It's that simple. Don't let too many trivial details hold you in analysis paralysis. But think about it. Every single calorie you reduce must come from one of the three essential macronutrients, protein, carbohydrates, and fats. So the question is, which one come before the other two? The benefit of reducing protein to create a calorie deficit. None. Protein to James is the most important macro. He backs it up by saying it's a silly idea, which jeopardizes satiety and potentially negative impacts on muscle mass and recovery through reducing what it is, to me, the most important macronutrient. He added protein is derived from the Greek word proteos, meaning primary or the most importance. The benefit of reducing carbs to create a calorie deficit. You could swap lean meat for red meat and save a few extra calories. However, try not to go too low on fats. As mentioned earlier, dietary fats are vital not only to production of essential hormones 
also for fat-soluble vitamins such as vitamin A, D, E, and K. The benefit of reducing fats to create a calorie deficit. Carbs are broken down into glucose, which is the body's principal and preferred energy source. It can be used immediately or sent to the muscles or liver in small amounts to be stored as glycogen. The body prefers to break down carbs as less oxygen is required to do so compared to dietary fats or proteins. Therefore, in high-intensity exercise, the body breaks down more carbs, while we tend to use more fat as a fuel source at lower intensities. Carbs are also great because they preserve muscle tissue, which is known as protein sparring. Here's the catch. Carbs, while preferred, are not essential to the human body. That's right, carbs aren't which they are preferred and not essential to the human body. However, let's be clear that just because something is not essential does not mean we cannot include it in our diet. Assume that we change our diet to a very low carb. What happens next is a state of ketosis, or keto for short. I just want to quickly pause this summary and just want to take a moment to say thank you for watching and listening to this summary. We have currently uploaded more than 600 free video, audio, and written book summaries at Best Book Bits. We offer you to become a fan of us at bestbookbits.com, so go check that out. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the notification bell for the next uploads and follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen to our podcasts such as Google Podcast and Apple Podcast. You can also help keep Best Book Bits financially alive by checking out our products and services out in the links and show notes, such as physical books, downloadable PDFs, subscribing to our email newsletter, consuming our courses, and checking out our Inner Circle coaching program. Thanks again for being a fan, and on with the summary. Does keto help you lose fat? Yes, as long as you're in deficit. But James doesn't recommend keto. Why? To eliminate carbs altogether is not a good idea. Carbs supply energy for the muscles, but let's not forget the brain. It's not uncommon for people on keto to experience lethargy and brain fog. So if you want to be on top of your game, carbs are your friends. After all, the mindset of an, an aspiring athlete is much healthier than that of an aspiring dieter. Intermittent fasting here and there doesn't hurt. Yes, skipping breakfast means eating more calories at lunch, but the net calories throughout the day is still lower for the average people on intermittent fasting. How not to lose your muscle in prolonged calorie restriction. First, consume adequate proteins. Don't let your body break down existing tissues for its amino acid requirements. Second, work your muscles. Use it or lose it. Progressive overload to muscle growth is what calorie deficit is to fat loss. Progressive overload simply means doing more than you did last time. Here's all the practical ways you can do more. Lifting same load for increased range of motion. Lifting same load and volume with better form. Lifting same load with more reps. Lifting heavier loads. Lifting same load with fewer rest periods. Lifting the same load with more speed and acceleration. Lifting more frequently. Lifting same load while losing body mass. Increased relative volume. Lifting same load and supplementing with negatives, drop sets, static holds, rest pause, partial reps, or post-exhaustion. Among them, improvements in form and range of movement comes first. Increases in reps and load comes second. And that's a wrap in the book summary of Not A Diet Book. If you like this summary and want to download the PDF version, click the link below to access this. If you want to become a contributor to Best Book Bits and become part of the family and community, help read books, 
create summaries, and do audio recordings, email me at info at bestbookbits.com or DM me on Instagram at bestbookbits. You can also join our free book club at Facebook. And if you want me to do a book summary, comment, DM me, or email me. Thanks for watching and listening. Hope you got something from this. Go out there, get your body right, health right. Have yourself an amazing day. Take care. Bye-bye now.